This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is Kelly Henderson, and you're listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. This week, my guest is Holly Ramey. She is a spiritual healer who offers services all the way from Reiki to chakra healing to yoga and tarot readings, or you can do a combination of all of them. Holly and I revisited the topic of chakras that I talked about with Erica Matlick a few weeks ago on the podcast, and she told me about all of the healing that she has personally found in working with our bodies and healing this way. She also did a tarot card reading on me before the podcast, and honestly, it was so insanely spot on to my life right now that I was still processing while we talked. Holly broke down the tarot cards and why they work and also just so much more. She is a podcaster herself, so make sure to listen and check out her own site and podcast if you enjoy this one. Here's our conversation. Okay, so can you give me the overall view of like, what do you call your work? Because we just did a tarot card reading. Is that how you say it? Yes. Okay. Um, but you do a lot of other things too. So what's the whole, like, what would you even refer to yourself as? I struggle with this myself. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, how do I brand myself? Yeah. So I usually use the word intuitive healer. Okay. Um, because that's basically what I'm doing. I'm really just holding space for others to help them move through a healing process, whether it's in a yoga session or a Reiki session or a tarot session, or even in my group workshops, I'm trying to hold an energetic space for the healing of others. It was interesting because I read on your website, I think it was, it was with the tarot card, but you said basically usually people come in and their heart knows what they need to hear. Mm -hmm. And you're just kind of delivering the message, which is exactly what just happened to me. But is that kind of with everything that you do? Yeah. I think really we all have the capacity to be our own healers. Okay. Um, and I can just act as a bit of a mirror. Um, and I feel like the tarot cards especially are like a beautiful mirror reflecting back to us the things that we know deep in our hearts, but that we might not have in the forefront of our brain. Okay. So give me a little backstory because you mentioned to me earlier that you used to work in the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. So how did you transition into this kind of work? 
I think the seed was planted for me at a young age, like around 18. I started getting interested in like Zen meditation and Buddhism. But then I went to college and I really wanted to move to New York City and just like live that Carrie Bradshaw life and work in fashion. (laughs) And wear all the fabulous clothes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I did that and after a few years i realized as like a fashion assistant in wholesale that i didn't want my boss's job and i didn't want my boss's boss's job either so i jumped ship and i started working for a company selling custom business suits um to businessmen the company was actually originated in nashville it's called tom james oh and funny but um (laughs) full circle moment i never thought i'd end up here yeah um But I, and that was just all about like making money. Okay. And it was high stress. It was commission based only. And I had to cold call and canvas like high level CEOs working in like lawyers, finance guys, walking onto a trading floor with like hundreds of men screaming. And I was stressed out. I was so stressed. Um, And I was killing it and I was loving it, but I needed something to like help me get through my days. And basically, I think it was, was it 2008 when we had that huge housing bubble burst? Yes. And I mean, I lost like two thirds of my clientele, like all of them. just didn't have the money anymore. Yeah, Lehman Brothers closed their doors, like all these huge financial institutions just started shutting down Bear Stearns. So many clients just disappeared overnight. And I started doing yoga as a way to like cope with the fact that I was like, did not know how to pay my West Village rents. God. And the minute I walked into the yoga studio, it was like, I felt like I was home. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what I was doing. They were speaking Sanskrit, a language that's been like, that's dead and like I've never heard before. But there was still something about it that just spoke to my soul. And within a year, I was applying to become a yoga instructor. Because you just found so much healing there. Yeah. So you did yoga and then now it's transitioned into like... Totally different things. It's a full practice of things. Yeah. So the yoga was like my gateway drug into yeah. deeper healing. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I always felt like a sensitive person, sense really sensitive to energies. When I first moved to the city, I actually used to drink a lot of alcohol to help numb out mm-hmm. the intensity mm-hmm. of of the places that I was in and these like really old historic buildings and the energy of ten million people There's around all you. the time. This wasn't to say the people around. Yeah, and so through yoga, um, I I was able to kind of learn a little bit about like moving my own energy and protecting my own energy it really unfolded naturally for me. Like the teachers that I was drawn to introduced me to other teachers, Mm. the situations where I, that I put myself in, I would just like meet someone or get referred to. I got referred from a friend to a Reiki healer who after one session, I just like knew that I wanted to study Reiki. Um, I found another teacher and, uh, I started doing a practice called Ishta, which is the integrative science of Hatha, Tantra, and yoga. Oh. And Tantra is actually not 
all about sex, okay. but it's about moving energy up and down the spine. So I used to do these tantric meditations, these really deep, like 30 minute meditations, moving energy. And the teacher would come and do what they called Shakti pots. So they would put their hand over your head to try to draw the energy up your spine called the Kundalini energy, which I think you spoke about in your last podcast with, oh, the, with chakras. the chakras. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So the Kundalini energy is the energy that runs up the central cord. And when I started doing that a lot, I started noticing that I could feel the energy rising up. And then when I was teaching yoga, I could feel other people's energy in my hands. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do about it. So my teacher told me to go get a Reiki session. Okay. And what is Reiki? Because you now do Reiki Mm -hmm. um, as one of the things you offer, but I haven't really, I've only, I've done it once. And then I kind of just remember like laying on a table and this woman like moving her hands, not even actually touching my body, but like feeling the energy around me. Is that right? Yeah. And so Reiki healing is mostly done off of the body. Okay. Or at least for me anyway, I'll rarely touch or just lay a gentle hand on. It is the transmutation of energy from the UEF, the universal energy field that's all around us everywhere into the PEF, the personal energy field. So we all have a personal energy field. We call it the aura. Okay. And our energy field is a kind of combination of everything going on. We have um, seven layers. Each layer can be associated with each chakra. Um, But there's the physical the physical energy, the energy of the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body, the spiritual body. And so when I'm doing a Reiki session, I'm not actually the healer Um, and I I use the word healer loosely. Sometimes I like to call myself more of a practitioner because I am just a conduit for that energy. So I'm channeling from universal into personal. Um, So the energy is just moving through me. It's not actually coming from me. But to do what? Like, so I'll clear any blocks, any dense energies in the aura. I look at the chakra system yeah. and if there's any imbalances in the chakras, I help to balance them. Um, a chakra can be overactive, rajasic or underactive, tamasic, or it can bounce back and forth between the two if it's not balanced. And so I help to balance it. I work with the guides, guardians, spirits, sometimes yeah. ancestors come through of that person. Sometimes they have messages, but most of the time they just want me to help clear the energy. And a lot of the energy in our field also comes from past lives mm-hmm. and um, ancestral, uh, our ancestral lineage. This is so interesting because it's combining like five podcasts I've done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's literally like I was just thinking of the one I did with Erica Matluck that you were talking about. She, if you guys don't know about chakras, we did a really, I think, pretty intense breakdown of it that helps just explain because I'm very new to that world and just learning. Also, um, I have the astrologer, Marvin Wilkerson, Frank, my psychic. I mean, all of these people kind of talk in the same spiritual realm that you're talking about. So, like, do you consider yourself a psychic or just I, of intuitive? I don't use the word psychic okay. um, because I don't work in 
the same way that a psychic would. Okay. Um, I think most psychics consider themselves like clairvoyant. Yes. And I'm clairsentient and I have a little bit of clairaudience. So there's actually like five clairs, right? Yeah. And the, the clair is our ability to kind of see. Okay. So for me, I feel like I said, I feel feel the energy of my clients in my hands while I was giving them adjustments. So that's clear sentience. And if I'm working on someone's throat chakra, I can feel that energy in my own throat, but I can also feel the energy of where my hands need to go in order to clear it. Yeah. Um, but I also have that inner knowing where sometimes like the thoughts or the ideas just kind of hop, pop into your head. Yeah. And that's why I like to use the tarot cards because spirit doesn't always speak like the perfect human language and they don't have like ego and timelines and like stuff that we do so the tarot cards help me to better interpret the messages that i receive okay um so yeah i think i think we all just get the messages in a different way yeah whether you see it or you feel it or you hear it it's similar to what a psychic would do Okay. I want to talk about the tarot cards, but I have one other question about the way you feel it. And this is just like my own curiosity, mm -hmm. but I've done another podcast with about being an empath mm -hmm. and, um, Erica, actually the chakra lady, um, that's not what you call her. <laughs> that's what I'll call her right now. It's a cool name. Yeah, the chakra lady. Um, she did an activity with a group of friends of mine and I put my hands up to another friend and I just felt so much anxiety immediately. And then I had put it up to another friend and I felt nothing like that. It was just very calm and peaceful. And so I told her that and I was like, why would I feel like I felt it in my stomach? Like I felt like I was going to throw up all of a sudden. And she was like, oh, you're probably just highly sensitive and an empath. And those are things I know about myself. But so what's the difference between what you feel and that? There isn't really one, okay. except for the fact that I'm actively channeling okay um i'm doing it really intentionally yeah and i've done a lot of work to help myself um put up energetic boundaries around yeah. the work so That's like for need. you <laughs> like you opening yourself into your your friend's auric field and connecting your hands to them you immediately felt their emotions mm -hmm. and i think so many people who identify as as empaths and hsps that happens to them all the time yeah. that's what's ha that's what was happening to me when i was drinking heavily when yeah. i first got to new york i didn't know that the anxiety was a lot it was just like an overload of energy but i mean i everybody has that to some mm -hmm. extent like when you when we use words like we walk into a space and we're like I really like the vibe here mm -hmm. or like ooh this place has like weird vibes I don't feel right like yeah. I think we we all have some level some degree I think some people are much much more sensitive to it than others and then when you're in doing work like mine it's just a process of learning how to boundary yourself yeah when you need to and to open so like before i sit in session you know we take a few deep breaths i open my crown chakra and i ask to receive that guidance and then i promptly shut that shit down you do <laughs> yes when i'm about to walk back yeah. out into the world because you can't just be like an open antenna that's how i feel like i'm operating all the time right now and it's just yeah i just need to learn that to yeah. shut that shit down <laughs> 
because it's exhausting and I don't know what is mine anymore exactly you know what I mean yeah and and I had to go through periods of that too where yeah. I'd be like sitting down in front of a client and all of a sudden I'd just get this like super anxious feeling in my stomach or I'd notice that I had my hand I'm like white knuckling yeah. squeezing the chair like and I'm like oh wait this isn't me yeah that is interesting okay so let's talk about the tarot cards because okay I, I've never done this before and I think I associate it with kind of like that, you know, like hoaxy, witchcrafty person or whatever. And I've obviously talked a lot about like, I see a psychic, I see an astrologer. I'm very open to things like that now, but I do think there's like a misconception about this. Do you get that a lot that people are like, is this shit true? It's totally funny because I thought Tara was the last thing I learned in New York okay um and the smallest part of my business and I assume moving down here to Nashville that I would go back into teaching yoga the most because I didn't think the south would be ready tarot is the number one thing I do really? here everybody calls me for tarot and to do like private parties and so much of my business is now about tarot and I was really worried about that coming into the south especially with this kind of you know, it's, it's a cult, it's taboo. Yeah. And unlike psychic, it's, there's something about the cards. There's something about the visual representation and the, the archetypes mm-hmm. of like the devil, um, that really tie it into like this, like, I don't know, negative energy. Yeah. Um, but really the cards just represent the energies within us. So mm-hmm. the devil isn't about the actual devil. The devil is about the things that we do that we just know we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like it's about our own codependency. It's about the way that we attach ourselves to things we know aren't good for us. Um, and so I think there's a lot I can say about like why that misconception exists um after being in patriarchy for thousands and thousands of years there's a reason the witches were burned yeah um but my ancestors couldn't be burned and that's why i'm still here um and there's a reason that like we're having a resurgence of that in popularity right now because i think we're ready as a collective to tap into our feminine power um And that I think a lot of that misconception just comes from fear and control that was enforced Mm by religion (laughs) and patriarchy. Well, I think it's interesting you say that about our society being ready. I didn't even think about that. But so many of my friends are kind of on this same spiritual journey that I've been on. And we just, you know, you try the different things and see what works for you. And um, I think what was interesting for me was I had no idea what to expect. And then I obviously read your website because I knew we were doing this podcast And I was just thinking to myself, like, is she going to be like when I go sit with Frank and he's telling me about my life and on your on your website, it said, no, you're you know already. And Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like bringing you this information. And it was so that like you laid the cards out and you were you told me like you can tell me what this means to you. And there were immediately they spoke to me in very specific situations happening in my life right now. So is that how it always happens? Yeah. It's literally so many people will tell me after a session, they'll be like, that was like five of my therapy sessions wrapped right. into I was one. about to say, it really is like therapy because you also, like we would talk through the situations and then they would make more sense to you 
as to why I got certain cards. Mm. And then it was insightful as to like steps I should take or could take to help myself. Yeah. And I think, you know, we think of like, we live in our ego, right? So we live in our conscious mind and we're just like playing out these narratives that exist for our whole lives. And so the beauty of the tarot and what really drew me to it, I was, I was doing a lot of yoga and teaching a lot of yoga. And what was missing for me was the darkness. Um, what What do you mean? Yoga is so much like love and light and peace and exhale joy. And, and it's so much more than that too. It's, it's, it's movement and movement in itself is medicine, but there was, um, there was something else I was looking for where I could talk a little more deeply about like the complexity of the human experience and Mm. the 78 cards in the deck are said to be indicative of the entire human experience in some way. And this is also the unconscious and the higher consciousness. And, and those were the pieces that I really felt were missing in just teaching yoga, um, is that I wanted to highlight those the deeper meaning underneath some of our the things that are happening in our consciousness and the the reasons we feel stuck and why Mm -hmm. and that's what the tarot does it will highlight the things and the the patterns that we have that we don't necessarily we haven't shed light on yet they're still in the darkness yeah i mean that was that's interesting because i've started thinking about a couple of the things that came up in our reading and it almost just kind of validates, like you said, like what you already instinctually know, but maybe somehow you're blocking it. Or, I mean, a couple of my cards actually told me I was specifically (laughs) blocking like self-doubt, self-sabotage kind of things. And like, just to have that validated almost. And I think we all just want to know we're on the right path. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And it's like, And it's like what I was saying before, like we all have this deeper knowing, we all have this access to our intuition, but we also live in a society that doesn't teach us to trust that. Society teaches us to trust our ego and to live specifically from that. And if there's a problem, find a way to fix it. Mm. But we're not broken. We're not meant to be fixed. Like some things need to be sat with and felt and deeply experienced. And I, I don't think that that we've done a good job of understanding how to do that and, and truly being present with ourselves. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off, and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. That is interesting. So like the ego tells us to fix it and get out of stuff. Like we were talking about that specifically, um, just like I want to move through some things and like you were like, no, you need to be in this right now and you need to like feel those feelings or you need to go through the motions of this and like that is how I'm going to become a higher self. Yeah. Well, it's like that saying of like what we resist persists. And the thing is, is like we have to bring awareness to it because Mm -hmm. we if we if our pattern is to resist it, we're not going to know that we're doing that. And that's why the tarot can be so helpful, because it's just like, no, this is this is what you're doing. This is where you're running past some of the things that need to be sat with with present Mm -hmm. presence and non-judgment. Um, Mm, The non-judgment, that's a hard one. Yeah. Okay, so can you break down, you kind of told me a little bit of the backstory of cards and kind of the way they lay out. Can you explain that to the people? Yeah, (laughs) so a tarot deck is very specific. So there's hundreds of decks out there. And now that there's been this like surgence of popularity in decks, you're going to find tons of them. And like whatever you're into, there's a deck for that. Like, do you want a puppies and kittens deck? Do you want a dolphin (laughs) deck? So they're like Like, themes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But they're not all considered tarot. So a lot of those are just oracle decks, which can have any theme and any amount of cards and anything goes. Tarot decks specifically are 78 cards. The minor arcana is um, four suits and it's laid out exactly like a playing card deck. So four suits, ace through 10, and then what we call the court cards, which is page, knight, queen, and king. So almost exactly like any cards that you would play with. Readers can read with regular playing card decks. I had a reading when I was like 12 from an old woman who just used regular playing card decks. And then the major arcana is zero through 21. So 22 cards. And these are the major players in the deck and they're the ones that are most popular. So like if you don't know anything about tarot, you've probably seen like the devil, the lovers, the tower. These are the major archetypes. What do you mean the most popular? Um, Just like... Usually, if you're seeing anything on TV <laughs> being as tarot being depicted, oh. they're going to use the images okay. of the major arcana because they're 
they're just more poignant and more specific. Okay. But what does major mean? Like, okay. So there's minors and majors and arcana just comes from arcane, which is hidden. So it's showing us what is hidden. And that's where I'm talking about, like what's in the unconscious, the subconscious mind. Um, And so the majors are archetypes that we actually want to embody Mm. to help us move through a specific situation. And they all offer us a soul lesson. And so I believe that we all commit to different soul lessons that we want to learn in this lifetime. And so they're representative of where we're going towards or how we're going or where we are in the process Mm -hmm. of learning that lesson okay and some lessons we learn quickly and some are more like lifetime long lessons um yeah and so it's just it's about how we're gonna learn that lesson that's what i was gonna ask is do you if like if you do multiple readings on people do you see it come up again where they'll have a similar card really oh yeah i call them the stalker cards (laughs) (laughs) they're back (laughs) the card that will not leave you alone and it's like you think you're done and it comes back and it's like "Mm -mm, bitch (laughs) Uh uh-uh not done with that lesson basically here yeah wow And then the minor arcana are the ego journey. Okay. And these are more of like the day-to-day cards. So rather than like lessons that we may learn over a lifetime, these are the situations that are going to happen quickly in days, weeks, months that help us to move towards those deeper soul lessons. So it'll be like the small little things that come up on your day-to-day. Yeah, everything like, can from you give like an example. Yeah, yeah, everything from like being jealous of a friend's or okay. or someone you see online yeah. to um, things that are going to happen in your career. It's like making a big like job jump or to a, a dispute that you have with a friend or a lover. Um, so what else? So the minors can be broken down into those four suits, and each suit is representative of an element. So you're going to start with fire. Okay. And these are called the wands cards. Fire is going to be about our passion, our desires, our sexuality, our sensuality, um, and the way that we kind of manifest our dreams into reality. And then you have the swords cards and these are air. And this is going to be about our mental processing, our development of our ideas, our intelligence, and then our ego, yeah, which is a big one. Yeah. And then you have the cups cards and these are water. Okay. And these are associated with our emotional world. So this is going to look like our relationships, Mm -hmm. our self-love, our self-care, the way that we nurture ourselves and others. And then finally, you have the pentacles. And these are the longest. So I'm going in order from like quickest to longest. Um, And pentacles are representative of earth energy. Mm -hmm. And so this is going to look more like our home, our job, our money, our family, the things that represent security to us. And this is kind of why I say that like the cards can be indicative of like the entire human experience because there's a lot in there that you can pull to look at, you know, what areas of your life this lesson is being presented in. Yeah. It's interesting because even when I was just listening to you talk about 
the descriptions of how this happens again. I got, I went to a fear place. Like, you know, it's like when I go sit with Frank, the psychic, right before I go in, I'm like, oh, what the fuck is he about to tell me? You know, like you're, you kind of anticipate like hearing the worst, or I think that's just what we do. And that was sort of how I felt like, what is she about to flip over with the card? But it is so interesting because I already knew all of it and none of it surprised me. Yeah. But it really did just validate again where I need to be focusing and kind of where pushing myself forward maybe yeah absolutely and and where we need to hang back or stay still yeah Yeah. exactly Mm -hmm. exactly um i think this is a lot of information so i do find your website to be very helpful um where can people find that it's hollyramey.com is that right it's well my middle initial is in there as well okay so So it's holly d ramey holly d ramey and you have a blog but you (laughs) she's like i she goes how did you find that i hit it way down deep why'd you hide it what do you mean i'm just not super active with it okay okay um and so really good information i found yeah (laughs) i've kind of replaced my blog with instagram yeah i pull a card every single day for the collective and i put the meaning of it on instagram And I also use Instagram just to obviously promote all of my workshops and my events, but also as a space just to like share what I do and put information out there into the collective. Um, And I do that with my my podcast as well. I do a collective reading for every full moon and new moon um, because generally uh, the themes of what are happening in our individual lives are also going to be affected by astrology yeah. and the things that are happening in the stars. So as above, so below. Well, cause we talked about that a lot in mind too, cause it's Mercury retrograde right now. Yeah. Which, so that is affecting the collective for sure. Right? Like everyone's kind of totally. feeling that in some way. Totally. So you do a lot of like readings about that or also I've, I've read about the baths to do during certain full moons, which I'm yeah. totally going to do myself, but so different things like that. Mm-hmm. And then what's the name of your podcast? My podcast is called Tarot Talk. Tarot Talk. Yeah. And, and I do a tarot reading for the collective energy of the new moon, okay. which is uh, a time of like more inward reflection and intention yeah. setting. And then the full moon, which is about more about release and yeah. kind of the peak of the cycle i can't tell you guys enough i really like suggest this i didn't know how i would feel about it (laughs) but we did the reading right before and also like holly does a lot of workshops that tap into different uh, what did you we had talked about doing one about the womb healing but yeah, tell I about a, it. yeah a womb healing workshop coming up so that that is specifically around the second chakra and okay. some of the themes that come up with the second chakra which there's a lot um this is our self-worth this mm-hmm. is our emotional landscape this is our connection to our matriarchal lineage this is also been hugely suppressed in patriarchal society and just telling women what they can and cannot do Mm -hmm. with their bodies um and so yeah so i i do work around that i offer a new moon ceremony every single month um and this is just a time for both men and women um to sit together in circle i think um moving forward there's a lot of healing that can be done in community 
I think we've kind of become more nuclear in our family units and like healing has become a very individual thing where we like go to the doctor and try to figure it out. But I think there's actually a lot of healing that can be done in community and, and learning to sit and hold space for each other. Yeah, and, I so agree with that. I love that. Yeah. And so I like to form my workshops around that. And so, and I offer everybody Reiki healing and I lead you through meditations and we set intentions and then I give little individual tarot card pulls for everyone and so it's just a really nice way to kind of honor each other and and sit and honor the moon and the more feminine practices which is really the basis of all my teaching is like remembering when we regarded nature as sacred remembering a time when we regarded each other and the emotional bonds and connections as sacred remembering a time when we felt the authority to be our own healers Mm. i think it's so cool with your practice because you tie all of it back in together like what you just explained exactly but even just the moon cycles and all of it and like just being in touch with your body almost and Mm -hmm. listening to your instinct and your gut and just the way we're communicating with ourselves all the time i i find that we just all block that out i know i do yeah just because we're going so fast you know because yeah that has been we've been in this really really masculine energy for a long time um under patriarchy Mm -hmm. and I think that we are really feeling called towards balance we're really being called towards feminine energy and I'm not talking about gender I'm talking about the masculine and feminine energy that exists within all of us and we've put so much emphasis on masculine which is output Mm. and productivity but it brings us into a deep level of stress response and it actually creates a lot of trauma creates a lot of other things like war (laughs) yeah and if you look at our environment and what's happening in the world and if you look at what's happening in our political landscape like you can see the effects of that now starting to really show um but you could also see how many people are interested in healing it's so true i do think you're right i think there's a movement right now Mm -hmm. for that for something different something deeper spiritually all of it it reminds me a little bit of like the movement that happened around the 60s and 70s -hmm. but on a deeper level Mm -hmm. and I think we're all being called to um, express ourselves more authentically to use our voices in a stronger way and you can even see how that's happening on social media now and how social media has become this tool for everyone to like really use their voice Um, but it's also coming with its own shadow of like what that means and like um what has been suppressed really needing to come out into the light and you can even see that happening strongly in america right now yeah um yeah and so this return to the feminine energy is an opportunity for us to um do less really right to not have to fix every problem but to know and trust in the things that we can't see and that's magic right Mm. that's that's faith and that's spirituality and even if you are religious like there's it's it's all a form of faith it's all a form of trust yeah um and there's a lot of medicine in just that and just being able to not have to do not have to fix not have to prove your worth oh my god she's preaching to me right now but (laughs) 
Um, if you guys are interested in the tarot readings, do you do these on over the phone or how do you do yeah, those? I do them both one-on-one if you're okay. in Nashville. Yeah, and you're in Nashville, so. And if you're not, I do them via distance. We okay. could do a FaceTime session or a Zoom or a Skype or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I do the same with Reiki. So Reiki can be done in person, but it could also be done in distance. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't yeah. realize that. So energy has no space and time limitations like we do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it extends way out far beyond the physical body. So when I'm giving distance sessions, sometimes people feel it even more strongly. Um, and I do a distance session like every month with one of my friends from New York. We send each other Reiki. Really? Yeah. That is cool. So they can find this on your website. website. Okay. Instagram handle is Holly D. Ramey. Holly D. Ramey. So you're Holly D. Ramey all around. Tarot Talk is the podcast. I find this stuff so fascinating. My reading was super insightful. So if you guys have any interest in this, I highly recommend it. And Holly can take it from there with all of that stuff, with all of the details. I just showed up and and had a really great session. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. This is Kelly Henderson, and you've been listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. I truly believe that every one of us has a little velvet and a little edge. So it's so important to remember that to be strong, you must be soft too. Thank you so much for sharing in those stories with me. You can follow Velvet's Edge on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as velvetsedge.com. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me every Wednesday for more conversations on lifestyle, beauty, and relationships. Thanks for listening. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.